Water treatment professionals all over are getting certified in ASSE 12080. ASSE 12080 outlines the minimum qualifications needed, including knowledge and competency to become a member of a water treatment team involved in the development of a risk assessment analysis and the management and sampling plans for protection for Legionella and other waterborne pathogens. HC Info, the name you trust in Legionella assessment and management plans, is pleased to offer the best-in-class self-guided training course designed for you on your time. Go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash hcinfo to receive an additional 7% off the already reduced price. Order now and receive the new ASSE 12080 exam study guide. This guide is your secret weapon to pass the exam. Get started today by going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash hcinfo. Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. I'm Trace Blackmore, your host for your favorite industrial water treatment podcast, Scaling Up H2O. Folks, you know that we don't just talk about industrial water treatment on this podcast. And people always ask me, Trace, where do you come up with the topics and what do you accept on the show and what won't you accept? Well, here's the thing. I am an industrial water treater, but I'm also a business owner. And there are lots of things that I need to know in order to run a successful business. Before I was a business owner, I was a service technician. And there were lots of things I needed to know in addition to all the technical items in order to be a successful service technician. So here's my rule. If it was something that has helped me throughout my career, then it gets a spot on this show. So advice that one of my mentors gave to me many years ago was you are not aware of your own blind spots. He went on to say you don't know what you don't know. His advice then was for me to put myself in situations so I can then uncover the items I didn't know I didn't know. And I'm trying to bring those items to you, but you also have to look for them yourself. Now, here's something easy you can do. If you are in business, you can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash business and you can sign up for the business webinar series that we're doing in conjunction with the Association of Water Technologies. We're going to be holding that on May 28th between 11 and 1 Eastern time. So all the information you need to know about that as well as how to register is at scalinguph2o.com forward slash business. We also have another hang event coming up. Folks, I love seeing other water treaters. So please go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash hang this time. So that's H-A-N-G. And you can sign up for the hang that we are going to have on June 10th. 
That starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We normally have a featured cocktail. If you wish to make one of those, you can make your own. You don't have to bring in alcoholic beverage. It's totally up to you. But that is to let you know that this is a lighter event. We're going to have some items that I will list out that you're going to talk about. I will immediately put you into a breakout room. And the whole point of that is you are going to meet the individuals in your breakout room. You're going to be able to talk about a few things, but you're going to be able to meet new people that you might not have had the opportunity to meet had you not attended the hang. Folks, you need to attend the hang. It is way too much fun for you to miss. Again, that's scalinguph2o.com forward slash hang. Another thing I'll mention is the Water Environment Federation is having this whole series of virtual events. And if you're interested in seeing what they're doing, you can go to wef.org. You can navigate over to their events page and you can see they just have a bunch of events coming up. They're all virtual, so if one of those items interests you, that's how you can put yourself in the position to start learning the things you didn't know you didn't know. And I am hoping for the individuals that were lucky enough to get a seat at the Association of Water Technologies Technical Training are going to enjoy their time next week. Yes, it's my favorite time of year. This is Christmas for me, folks. I get to teach industrial water treatment. I get to meet new people in the Scaling Up Nation. I get to say hello to people that I already know in the Scaling Up Nation. I cannot wait till next week. And because I'm so excited, we're going to have a special show for you next week just to share all the excitement that I have right now. So I can't wait to bring that to you. Nation, I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today's show. One of the most friendliest people on the planet, when you are in a room with her, she just makes you feel like you are the only person on the planet. She's amazing. I know you are going to love her. I know you are going to learn a lot. Please welcome Polly. Janae. My lab partner today is Polly Janae, and I'm so excited to have you on the show, Polly. Welcome. Oh, Tris, thank you so very much. Quite a joy and an honor to be spending this time with you and uh, having this intricate conversation about water, about water treatment, and about marketing and marketing one-on-one. I'm really excited about it. And I have to tell you, I'm always excited to go to the AWT convention hall because you always give me the biggest welcome that I receive the entire week. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, it's a joy to be able to welcome someone into our world. And it's the communication between both worlds that make it really special. And again, uh, you are such an inspiration, Trace, and you're so well-versed and well-known in the field that it makes it even more enjoyable to spend some time with you. 
Well, thank you so much for that. Well, before we get started, do you mind sharing with the Scaling Up Nation a little about yourself? Mm -hmm. So, hello, Scaling Up Nation. Such a, a, an honor again to be with you. So, my name is Paul Genet. I'm the president of PGPR Public Relations. It is an agency which I founded in 2014. We're specialized in coaching. And I like to say growing the teams of communications, marketing, and public relations because we want to elevate both individuals and teams to the next level. It's like a scaling up. It's kudos to what you're doing, <laughs> Trace. Uh, strategy and imp implementation of North American campaigns. We supervise international agencies. We set up uh, North American campaigns through different renowned partners. Um, when you look at my name, three little letters will be appearing. APR, which means accredited in public relations. So I'm a, I would not say I'm a veteran because I'm so young at heart and so passionate about it, but I've been around for more than 35 years and I've worked in different spheres, whether it be public, private, cooperative, philanthropic. I'm a former reporter. And um, you, will, you will appreciate this. As I appreciate it from you, uh, Trace, we being uh, creative uh, people, and we advocate the use of digital technology in what I like to say, create and transform and maintain bonds of trust with our internal and external target audiences. We, one might call them stakeholders as well for the success of everything that's being undertaken. So in the latest Years. Oh my God, I feel like I'm being so conceited. Look at me. No, 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 no. You're doing, you're doing great. I asked forward. you to talk about yourself. <laughs> I, um, in 2015, I received the Governor General's Caring Canadian Award because I'm really involved in the community. Uh, so I am a member of the executive committee for this uh, um, Société Québécoise des Professionnels en Relation Publique, which means uh, the Quebec Society for Professionals in PR. Uh, I'm a patron as well at the Young uh, Chamber of Commerce. This is why I'm always so excited to work with the AWT Young Professionals. They so inspire me. And uh, I'm, a, I'm so proud to say that I'm a co-chair with Bonnie Walker of our, wow, Women of Water at the AWT, which is uh, the Associ Association of Water Technology. So I salute these ladies that are absolutely wonderful. Pam Simmons from Prominent, Karen Tomshank, Bonnie Walker, Heidi Zimmerman, they're all so inspiring to me. So again, it's, uh, it's all coming together. Uh, so that's what I do. And I'm also sitting on the board of uh, Celine Dion's uh, mother, who passed away um, a year today. And um, so Maman Dion, I've been sitting on this uh, board for 12 years and will help uh, give young children the tools to go to school, whether it be uh, glasses, uh, a nice backpack, uh, and the funds to buy their books and to build their self-esteem, which is very key in life. Wherever we are, who we are, what we do, self-esteem is such a great component of uh, success. Totally agree. Well, and I also understand you are teaching a class on corporate and social responsibility. 
Oh, you've done your homework, Trace. Yes, I do. I'm an adjunct teacher at Université de Montréal and University of Sherbrooke. And again, uh, yes, social responsibility and public relations is, is something uh, is, that is key. And again, I've had the privilege of uh, working along uh, TGWT for more than 15 years. Wow. Well, let me ask, if I was enrolled in your corporate and social responsibility class, what's something I'd learn? What you would learn is to listen to the needs of your client. And you would learn about social responsibility, what it is. Uh, it's in every step you take, every action to make this planet a better one and to treat responsibly one of our best resources, which is water. I love it. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm super excited about this conversation because I've had marketing people on before. I've had salespeople on before, but I've I've never really had somebody that did marketing or sales that was in the water treatment industry. So I'm super excited about this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I think I think each and every one of us uh, will be a marketer at some point in time in their life without really knowing it. Of course, you know, there is a profession that we can build on and we get, you know, we can we can learn about it, we can grow, we can be surrounded by professionals. But at the heart of things, marketing is really about, you know, who we are in a specific market in an industry. And then there are so many um, facets to doing marketing. And nowadays, even the lines get blurred because some people say, well, marketing, like one-on-one -on -one marketing, isn't that public relations? And, and some people will talk to you about uh, marketing PR. So there are very uh, many, many aspects of doing marketing. But really at the heart of marketing is your target market. So you might have just answered this, but I, I know marketing and sales, they get interchanged a lot. What truly do those terms mean? I think it's a very good uh, question, Trace. Uh, well, let me provide you maybe a, a visual, like in your mind, just to give you a visual of what it is. So at the heart of it all, at the circle would be your target market. And then it's like around it would be like petals of a flower. So the first petal would be the promotion, which underneath the promotion you could see cells. And then you would have a second petal, which would be the people that work in your market, the process. Then you would have anything to do with physical presence, the product and the place and the price. So in a nutshell, again, your target place in the middle, and then you have the promotion, people, process, you have the, the physical presence, the product, the place, and the price. So these are the P's. So people sometimes they make fun of me. They say, oh, you work in marketing and PR because your, your first name starts with a P for poly. But, but it's not within the petal or the flowers. But seriously, marketing is out about these little aspects. So it will encompass sales at, at one point under promotion. Polly, that's a great visual you just gave. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and again, when you talk about uh, marketing, you have to encompass all those aspects. 
so that you make sure you've covered all your grounds. Well, what's the difference between a good marketing program and a bad marketing program? I think that marketing always starts with research. We use a methodology, which is quite simple. It's called the race methodology. I like it very much because I think that in our universe, like it's a race. It's who gets to the final uh, how do you say that the you know when you're 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 running and then you cross this final line? How do you call that? The finish it's, line. Uh, the fin- yes, thank you so much. Yes, so we're everybody is racing and everybody wants to cross this finishing line and and celebrate success. And obviously, it's it's celebrating success not because you've sold a product, but because you've gained a relation, a relationship. So when we talk about about marketing, what is a good campaign? It all results from research. Have you done your research? Have you been able to analyze the data that you have collected? Have you been able to organize it in a marketing plan? Were you able to communicate this plan? And what about your KPIs? Your, your, uh, how did you measure, evaluate your success? For example, we're in the water uh, treatment industry and you say, well, I'd like for people to get to know my company more. So, okay, well, who are you going to be talking to? Who, like this is the R for research. So you start by asking yourself, like, who should be interested about my, my product? How am I going to reach them? Uh, what do they, are they on YouTube? Are, you, are they on the web? Are they on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram? Do they read the traditional media? So these questions, we have a set of questions. That's when you're doing the research. And what differentiates a good campaign from a bad campaign? No, I would not say bad campaign, but somewhat of, of a not so good campaign is that the research has not been done because people say we do not have the money, the means to invest in the research. Well, this is the biggest mistake one can make. Research is at the heart of everything. I take it from you, Trace. Before having any guest on your show, you will be sending us a list of questions. You will be investigating, making sure that we're on the same page, that we speak the same language, that we're comfortable, and, and then you, you will be probing any more anything else I can add on to what we're planning to do together. Marketing is the same. It's research, research, research. Well, I can't help but equate this to if somebody calls me in to look at their water treatment, I want to do a survey. I want to find out as much information yes. as I can about the equipment, about the people that are running it, what they want to achieve. So it sounds like it's the exact same philosophy. It is. It is the philosophy that, that we share. Because if you do not know their needs, uh, how will you be able to market to those needs? So questioning and probing, doing your survey, audits, and taking the time to listen. Because sometimes you ask a question in marketing, you say, oh, I've surveyed this market. These are the statistics that came back. But do you know how to read through those through those statistics? And sometimes some of the stakeholders will not voice their concerns the way you, you would expect them to voice their concerns. 
They will not be returning your call. They will be. Uh, they will not be accessible when you try to make an appointment to survey their needs. So they are giving you, even though they're not being accessible, they're giving you pointers about what's going on in their universe in the water treatment business. Because sometimes so much is happening, they're swamped, uh, they do not have the time. So what they're telling you and your and the market research is that if you could provide them with some time management, time made, uh, you know, provide a solution that would give them more time, that would be easy, simple, then you could make a big difference in their life. Is there a difference with how the rest of the world markets and how water treatment should market? Um, I think from my experience, uh, I think that nowadays we really need to concentrate more. Well, first, that this is a very big question, Trace. Thank you so much for asking it. At the basis of it all, no, it's the same marketing approach. However, I find that our power engineers and the people that work in the field, they are so well-versed in, in the matter of water treatment. So it's a niche. So one, one cannot improvise when we go into the water treatment. You have to be surrounded by the proper people, the experts, and it's a combination of factors. Again, it's the mechanics of it all. It's the, the water, which is a resource in itself, which is so unique. And then it's all the needs from a social responsibility perspective from the companies as well. So nowadays, uh, we used to be, again, from what I have witnessed on, on, on the ground, we would be talking about, you know, this is a product, but more and more we're talking about two people. And these are the people that have different needs. So using the environmental cap, the social responsibility, having also the, the proper uh, compliance, these are, are becoming key aspects. And making sure that when we talk about social responsibility is how do we take care and how do we treat the equipment and make the life easier for our water treaters. And we're facing a shortage of uh, power engineers. So we're going to have a major issue in welcoming young professionals. It's like the passing of the torch. So we're going to be looking at you know young people to pass the torch to. So this will be a, a major uh, issue. And it all goes back to, to oh my God, I speak so much. I'm so sorry. I get so passionate about No, it's this. fine. If, if we did not speak on the podcast, it would be a very bad podcast. <laughs> I mean, I can stop and take a, a breath. Okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this because it's it's a combination, again, of, of people and, and, and really product. And, and uh, what we have learned uh, over the years is uh, the social responsibility is, is a huge asset. And um, we're having discussion because price, again, when we go back to our flower with its different petals, the price is key. You know, people will say, oh, I, I want to have the, the better cost. Um, what, what comes with the price? You know, how is your service? Is this a loss leader? Uh, you know, what type of strategy have you got to introduce a new product as well? And competition, let's face it, is fierce in our world. 
It is. So what is it that will distinguish you from your competitor? And I'd like to say that, you know, I think it's the art and the manner with which you conduct oneself as an individual, as a company. It's also a message that you're sending. So whenever people start criticizing a, a competitor, I say, stop, stop. We, we competitors and all, we are passionate about what we do. We may do it in a different way, but at the end of the day, everybody is in to service the client and make sure we make a better world. And then after that, it's what is it that we offer? What is the product? How do we promote it? How do we advertise it? How do we sell it? How do we service our client as well? So it's a, again, it's always a combination of many, many uh, aspects. So would you say you always want to take the approach where you talk about what you do, not necessarily what someone else has done or done wrong? Yeah, I, I do not criticize any of the competition because I do not, I never know what sort of uh, uh, guidelines they were given to draw their proposal or what has happened uh, within their, you know, while they were, they were on site. I like to, I always say, let's go in and make, forge our own opinion so that we can deliver a proposal that will, hope, you know, hopefully fit your needs. Because it's, it's all about listening to the needs of your client. And marketing is having your ears and your heart open to really grasp what's going on in the life of your client, not only professionally, but also personally. You mentioned KPIs earlier. What type of metrics should we be using when we're delivering a marketing campaign? Well, when we're delivering a marketing campaign, is like, was our message, for instance, uh, understood? How many people reached out to get more information? How many hits did we get on our website? How many shares did we get on Facebook? How, how many new requests did we get on LinkedIn? How many share on YouTube, for instance, or, or, you know, on Instagram? So it's always a matter of numbers and statistics. Like on the website, how many, like how much time did they spend on our website? And we know that these statistics are, are key. So these are the sort of KPIs you should be looking for. When we talk about delivering a product, for instance, you know, service delivery in terms of our process, are we getting complaints? Uh, did we did we get less complaints last month? Uh, what type of complaints did we get? What kind of you know recognition comments did we get? How many people salute the fact that they're so happy? So listening not only should be happening when you look at your client, it has to happen within your company as well. So it seems like we forget about internal marketing. So marketing is a global thing. So the flower should be open also within each companies. So when you look at, like, make sure that each and every one of your team members understand what's going on in your marketing campaign. Paul, if you were here in my office and we were sitting down in my conference room and you were laying out exactly what we needed to do to have a successful water treatment campaign, what would that meeting look like? Well, I think, I think that, first of all, we would like to know, who are you? 
what is your company? What does it stand for? What is it that you want to accomplish in your industry? Do you, how do you want to be known? So we would be asking a set of questions. So the very first step would be probing a lot of questions to better understand where you stand and why at this point in time do you want to have a marketing campaign? Why is it that you want to do it now? Why did, did you not do it like a few years back? Why are you not waiting another few years before you do it? Because you're going to be investing quite a lot of, uh, of money. So that would be one, one thing. Also, I think that uh, what you would need to do is uh, set your objectives. So what is it that you want to set in terms of uh, objectives? For instance, you might say, well, you know, Paul, I'd like to improve the life of all the power engineers and make it easier for them to use just one product when it comes to water treatment. And then I would say, okay, well, if that's one of your objectives, but what is your goal? Is it to, to increase your sales? Is it to cut down your operating costs? What is it that you, you intend to do? So again, research, probing questions about your objectives, who you are, your objectives, your goal. And then I would say, do you have any strategy? Where did you come from? Have you ever strategized? Do you know what a strategy is all about? So I would say, oh, this book I've read, I know it's one of the questions you wanted me to answer, but it's playing to win. I believe someone else may have talked to you about this book, playing to win, and how you know the strategy really works. But in it, you really see references. So they're, they're going to ask you where you want to play. What territories do you want to be in? Is it North America? Is it in Canada? Uh, do you want to play in Europe? Where do you want to go? And where do you want to quote unquote win and build on, on being a standout? How do you want to stand out? And then in your st strategy, we would look into uh, winning factors. And then we would take those, those measures, KPIs, and then we would set the the plan together, but it, it's this is said in a nutshell because it takes months to do the, the research, make sure that we understand the market, make sure we understand uh, who will be a decision maker, who will be an influencer. And again, from your company perspective as well, how do you want to grow your market? How do you want to be known? Uh, what will be your strategic positioning in the market as well? So in, in a, at a glance, that is what we would be uh, discussing. And then after we figure out what all those things are, we then need to bring the entire team in so they can get on board as well? This is so, so key. And this is where um, I find the communication strategy or the PR needs to be, like it needs to spread from, from within. Uh, one of the things that in, in, um, uh, a few, few weeks ago, I was having this discussion with a client and I said, uh, from a communication uh, perspective and when we take a look at your strategy, what about if we make the consumer your boss? What about if we make your client, your power engineer, he or she becomes your boss? This gives you a different perspective. So your boss is no longer, uh, for instance, Trace, you and I were working in the same company and you're my boss. And I say, you know what, Trace, you're no longer my boss. This client is now my boss. 
he or she will dictate what needs to be done every day. How do we win the client value equation? Because sometimes, you know, in a relationship, we have, we, we have expectations. So really what this means is how do we make sure that we win this expectancies equation? How do we speak the same language? And also, it's always, you know, can we be true to ourselves when we promise something not to under-deliver? So then everybody speaks the same language. Everybody is on board. And you know what, Trace, when we implement a strategy, sometimes we go to the client, we, you know, and then we blow our whistles and the horns, and then we come back and we forget to talk to our team. They just don't know what we're doing. Whether we have a huge team or a small team, it's all about sharing the good news and learning from our mistakes. That is also part of the strategy. So you know marketing, you know water treatment. Where, on what you just described, do water treatment companies fall short mostly? I will speak for myself. Where sometimes I fall short is I do not take the time as I'd like to to do all my follow-ups. I will not take the time to share some information that might be just a complement of information. I may not have insisted on making sure that because digital, uh, the technology is key nowadays with the COVID, with everything that's been taking place. We need to make sure that we can be accessible. We can no longer go to the plant, but yet we have to be there. So I think that to implement this technology, so I believe this is where we're falling short. So it's a combination of being more humane and more and using more of this artificial intelligence. So I think that that our industry needs to evolve. And again, it needs to be more attractive for the young professionals. I'm curious, what is your favorite marketing campaign of all time? Oh, mon Dieu. Um, I think that a very good campaign will, will really uh, touch my heart, make uh, me either cry or laugh. One of the, my favorite was a Subaru. It's a car company, Subaru uh, campaign. And in the campaign, they were not selling the cars. They were building playgrounds for the children. And the car became a mean of uh, family transportation, was a mean to, to dream and to build something that would outlast the, the car. And you could see all the people working in the plant. Uh, of course, you had a glimpse of when they're, they're building the car. But the car was in itself just a mean to also have a, um, an harmonized uh, life. So it's, it's family time, it's work time, and I mean to be able to, to travel. So, and the campaign also, it, 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 I believe, I'm not sure if it was Ford or Subaru, but when they started giving uh, credits for family members to have a special prize when they were buying uh, the car. But that to me was a Subaru, which was, I mean, a great campaign at, at the time. Yeah, if I recall, there were also campaigns that Subaru did with the unwanted pet population. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So that's interesting. They're selling cars and they're not talking about the cars. They're talking about what the good is they're doing. 
the benefits, the advantages. So, so again, when it goes back to, to marketing nowadays, the product per se is, is no longer the product. We're, we're going to be talking more about, you know, the design. We're going to be used, talking about the technology. You know, it's usefulness as well. And does it solve any pains? We're going to be talking about the quality and, some, and I mean, the brand. Uh, we could have another conversation about branding. Branding is so important. You know, what do you stand for? Uh, a brand. A brand is a promise. Anything to do with warranty, research, and development. So you now are telling a story about something that you want to introduce to a client. Well, Paul, I, I know a lot of people are listening and they're thinking that they need to take their brand, they need to take their marketing of their company more seriously. What's the first step that they should take? Well, I think that, that one of the things, you know, when we look into uh, marketing is, uh, <laughs> I, I like to say your first step would be, you know, what is your end goal? What is it you want to achieve? Uh, sometimes people will say, well, we want to sell more of this product or other people will say, well, we'd like to be known as a leader. Okay, well, I'm not questioning your goal, but do you have an end goal? And then do you have a budget? And then sometimes people will say, well, we have no clue. How much should we be investing? And I will say, well, look at your budget and what could you set aside to invest in a marketing campaign? It does take a budget. It's not something that you will wing it. And it's not something you start. Uh, it's like, you know, having a baby. You you have to invest yourself. Make sure that, the, you know, you, you, you grow, you nurture, you educate, elevate. It's the same thing with a marketing campaign. Then you need to, to identify your target audience. Who will you be bringing you, you know, who is part of your market? So choose your end goal, set your campaign budget, identify your target audience, design the content. What is it would like to say? Look at everything you bring to the market. I don't know if you're using any type of product you would be using. Is it designed? Does it, does it have your logo on? Do you want to redesign your logo? Do you have a brand signature? So this is where the, you know, the step would come in, design your your content, and choose some of the channels you'd like to use to communicate around your marketing campaign. You could buy some uh, some advertising. You could go and get some recommendation on LinkedIn. You could do some special offers. You could, you, you could even choose to offer some gifts, have some pilot project. Uh, so these are the things you, you could do when using your, your channels. And then one of the steps that is I will not say misunderstood, but maybe um, overlooked at is the launch and the monitoring of your launch. I really like and I stress for a soft launch whenever we do a marketing campaign. So we said, you know, we will do it with a, a, a small target audience and then you do a soft launch. And this is where you can validate if you're OK, or if you're going to hit your target or not, and then you can uh, reassess and reinforce what you're bringing forward to the market, or change a few aspects of your uh, of your content. And then, of course, your seventh step would be analyze the the results. So again, choose your end goal, set your campaign budget, 
identify your target audience? Is it, uh, are we talking to a director in an office? Uh, are you talking to a buyer? Are you talking to the uh, power engineer? Who makes the decision? Who will be influencing? Maybe it's your power engineer who would love to buy into your new product, but yet, you know, the sale has to be made to the accountant. Design your content, choose your channels, launch and monitor, and analyze the results. In speaking on budget, do you have to have a large budget or can you still make headway with a modest budget? I like, I like to, to look at it from, a, like I break it down into monthly investments, but, but to do a good campaign like AdWords, to uh, get your website up, to nourish and garner your website. So it's at least, I would say, like a minimum, like you want to get started, it's a minimum of $30,000 per month. Well, probably 30000 What if I only have five? And then we would design something to respect your budget and to manage your expectations. And what if I just had one? <laughs> so, for instance, we might decide to, to go at it with Facebook, and then we can build from the ground up. So the idea is to be present and visible in your market. So it's, it's, some people say, hey, I've been running my business. I have no marketing campaign, no PR program, and I'm doing just fine. And, uh, well, maybe you've been missing out on, on something. Maybe start by investing the dispersed $1,000 and you will see the results. Again, when you look at, you know, when you follow the, the seven steps, then, you know, you will be able to see the return on your investment for your $1,000 or your return on influence, which is a big word nowadays in the marketing world. What is your influence? And how is that measured? by the number of people who talk about you, by the number of uh, people that want to know more about your product, by the, like the word of mouth is a big thing. And social media, I mean, we live in such an extraordinary era. Social media can build up your brand or, or it can destroy it. So the 1000 could be used just to be observing what's being said about your company. Do you know who says what about you? and your company in the market? I would like to think I do, but I'm sure there are some gaps there. <laughs> so, so this is why I say marketing, it, it, you know, it can be easy, but it, it can also be complex at the same time. Earlier, we were talking about Subaru. We weren't talking about the cars. We were talking about parks and puppies. So obviously that works very well for them. What do you feel works really well with the water treatment industry? I think that uh, growing the awareness of uh, who the people are in the industry will work wonders. Uh, I think we need to, to put together a, a national movement to celebrate the profession of uh, power engineers. Essential, even more so today when we're fighting a pandemic, these are the people that we do not see in, in, in the plans. We don't talk about them. We don't celebrate them. And I think that people would be um, better off if they were to get to know these absolutely fantastic women and men that make the water world what it is. I definitely agree with that. 
What's the one thing you want to make absolutely clear today? Oh my God. I mean, I think that we need to, each and every one of us need to find uh, a breakthrough idea and build uh, the following around it to really stand out in the, the water industry. Uh, stand out and, and be proud of what it is that you are and that you do in an industry and face it, a life without water is not a life. Everything depends about, you know, on water. So it's essential. It's essential to living. It's essential to all aspects of our life. I like to say that water treaters and water treatment is like the heart in our body. If the heart breaks, we all die. One of the things that has been really, um, which is very important, you know, when we talk about the water treatment, you know, we, we're going to be talking about the cooling towers, the wastewater, the closed loop, the equipment, disinfectant, any new technology. But I think that really, really what needs to, we need to bring uh, forward energy analysis is very important. Research and development and, and invest in innovation. We need to be able to look at different approach to water treatment. It's like a combination of, of uh, tradition, what has worked traditionally, but because we need to be more socially responsible, we need to look at some boiler energy analysis. We need to look at the cloud, anything to do with cloud service platform. I think it's uh, the utmost importance. And Trace, you've been so good at this and with the AWT, the training and the conferences, uh, the training, we need to train uh, all the time. All I know is I know nothing and I train every day. I learn something every day. And I think that this is key and have your resources. Make sure that you read your scientific press, you know, and the articles. Make sure that you use your network. So this is my message again. So it's, you know, expertise, your innovation, surround you uh, with the right people. Uh, find yourself a mentor. I'm being mentored myself by, by uh, Louis-Philippe, by, by John. Uh, by by Pam, by Karen. Uh, learn from the young ones, from Melanie, for instance, and, and Francois. I mean, and I learned from you, Trace, and the community is so vib vibrant. We need to learn from one another. And, and again, it's always for the greater good. Well, I love it. I'm going to have to change that question to what are the dozen things you want to make sure that we get through, <laughs> but, but I love every one of them. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Polly. I ask these questions of all of my guests. This is the lightning round. Are you ready for oh. it? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. You now can go back in time and talk to your former self on your first day as a marketing professional. What advice would you give yourself? Work hard, play hard. That's what I would say and still say. There you go. And I think that's a t-shirt, too. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so sort of some insider content right before this interview, I had the pleasure of interviewing your husband, Louis Cloutier, mm -hmm. and, and he was telling me about the book that you alluded to, Play to Win. 
And, yes. and I had not heard of that book, so it is on my list. It sounds fantastic. But I want to know from you, what are the last few books that you've read? Oh, okay. So one of the, the, the books that really, the one book I would love for everyone to read, it's The Entrepreneur's Guide to Passion, Practicality, and Purpose. And it's called Live Big. He, uh, the author, is the co-founder of Mind Valley uh, Teach. His name is Ajit Nawalka, and uh, Live Big. It's absolutely a fantastic read. Uh, you have got to uh, to read this. I was talking to you about Dory Clark Standout. It's a must read. And again, what I like about reading books nowadays, and you go on LinkedIn and you can actually go and, and get connected with the authors. So this is absolutely uh, motivating and very, very uh, resourceful. So um, Dory Clark is a thought leader and uh, it's uh, absolutely fantastic. You know how she she talks about how safe jobs have been disappearing uh, how, you know, we do no, no longer know what is our contribution to our life. How can we make a difference in this world? She has a unique perspective, how you can stand out as an individual and as a company. Uh, so this is absolutely fantastic. And of course, uh, my third book would be Anything by Erin Hildebrand. She is an author from Nantucket. And uh, I've read all her books it's such a glitch, I know, but it's so very good. And I, I confess to absolutely enjoying it. And one of the TED Talk everybody must listen to, watch, is um, Celeste Headley, The 10 Best Thing About a Conversation. Celeste Headley, you must uh, turn on and watch this on TED Talk. Absolutely fantastic, simple. Very simple uh, TikTok. I will make sure to have links to all of those on my show notes page. All right. There's no doubt about it. Hollywood is going to make a movie about Polly Janae, who plays Polly. <laughs> you, you know what? I think that I, I love this question and I'm going, hmm, is it Meryl Streep, Lady Gaga or Meg Ryan? And then when I asked her on, because I did a small survey, not, nothing scientific, and everybody said, oh, my God, remember this movie, You've Got Mail? Paul, <laughs> at the rate we're hearing, you, you we're hearing your ping on your, your uh, mobile phone and your computer, you've got mail. So Meg Ryan could play you for sure. There you go. I know she's waiting for the script as we're speaking. <laughs> my last question, and I'm sorry to say it's my last question, you now have the ability to speak with anybody throughout history. Who to be with, and why? Oh, mm, I think I would, I would, uh, I would speak with my former mentor Jacques Lefebvre. Uh, he is up in the sky, and I would say, Jacques, how am I doing? <laughs> Are you proud of me? Am I? Did, did I do you good? Uh, so he, uh, he was a, a, a absolutely wonderful uh, PR professional, and of course. Being me and, and, you know, always wanting to do more, I would say, Asia, let's have the conversation also with Michelle Obama side by side. Let's have a threesome. There you go. Again, you're making your own <laughs> questions up as we go along. I love it. 
Polly, thank you so much for coming on Scaling Up H2O. I really think that we're all a lot smarter when it comes to the topic of marketing. Uh, I think um, this really made me happy. Thank you so much, Trace, for for your your podcast, for Scaling Up. I think it's uh, you're doing a terrific job. Uh, kudos to your team and uh it's again, it's a joy to have spent this hour with you. And I'm looking forward to uh, being in touch with your community and the Scaling Up uh, universe is a better one because you're there. Thank you so much. Nation, as I'm sure you heard from the podcast, the last two weeks has been a family event. We had Louie and Polly, husband and wife, on one week after the other. Folks, Two amazing people, so much to learn from each of them. And I hope you are now looking at marketing a little bit differently and maybe a little bit clearer. I love the way Polly is able to give visuals on what she describes. She by far is the best marketing person in the water treatment industry, in this water treater's opinion. So folks, if you can take some of the advice that she had for us, if you can look at some of the things she asked us to look at and just do one or two of those items, I promise your marketing is going to be above everybody else's. So much to do, such a great guest. Folks, I urge you to start working on your marketing material. Something else I want you not to start doing, but continue doing, is completing every week's installment of James's Challenge. Hello, Scaling Up Nation. The next James's Challenge as we grow as an industrial water treatment professional, drop by drop, is... Calculate Holding Time Index, HDI, of a cooling tower. Do you know how long your chemical product stays in the cooling tower water before it is lost to blowdown? How long before 50% of it is gone? How does this impact the efficacy of biocides and polymers in the system? Is the Holding Time Index too short for a long-acting biocide to work? Is it too long for polymers to remain effective? Do you know how to calculate it? If you don't know the answers to these questions, now is the time to figure them out. Be sure to share your experience on LinkedIn by tagging it with hashtag JC21 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O. This is James McDonald, and I look forward to seeing what you share. For those of you that are going to the Association of Water Technologies training next week, I teach math and I am going to teach you exactly how to do what James is doing, how we calculate holding time in a cooling tower. Not a difficult calculation. When we add some things to it, it gets a little bit complex, but it is a must-know skill. If you are treating water, you got to know the volume and you got to know how long it's going to be in the system. Nation, once again, if I am lucky enough to see you next week at the training event, 
please come up to me and let's have a conversation. I'm so excited about next week. And don't worry for all of you out there that aren't able to be with me in Annapolis, Maryland, we're going to have a brand new episode for you. So you're not going to get left out. Join us next week for that brand new episode. And until then, have a great week. I get asked all the time, what are some of the reasons that people join the Rising Tide Mastermind? Well, here is Jill Cavano of Scranton Associates to tell you about why she joined. Why did I join the Rising Tide Mastermind? Um, <laughs> I've already told Trace this, but when he gave me a call and told me about the opportunity, I wasn't quite sure that this was something I wanted to take advantage of. I wasn't sure I was gonna get my money's worth out of it, and I wasn't sure that I had the time to devote to it. Um, I actually give the credit for me joining to my accountant. My accountant said, you know, I think this is an excellent idea. You know, you only have to gain, you have nothing to lose. Um, and I couldn't agree more. I am so glad that I joined the Rising Tide Mastermind. Trace said, you know, you know, there's no minimum. He said, give it six months, um, to really see, you know, if it's for you. And I knew after the first month or two, our group really gelled right away. You know, it was so nice being a small business owner can be very isolating. I've gotten so much out of this. I've gotten um, networking, uh, friendships. I don't feel so isolated. I've gotten a lot of knowledge and personal growth. We've read some excellent books that I've been able to apply for my business. So I'm so glad that I joined. And I guess I have to thank my accountant for doing it. It's given me more than I thought that it would. Jill, there's no doubt about it. You have a great accountant. I'm so glad you joined. You are such a great member of the Rising Tide North Star Group. And folks, we have many groups within the Rising Tide Mastermind. And all of the people that are within the group is what makes the groups great. I know if you haven't experienced a mastermind group, it's hard to comprehend all the benefits that you get from it. So I urge you to go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind to read up on the Rising Tide Mastermind. And if this sounds like a group that's right for you, schedule a call with me by clicking the apply button and we can talk all about it. The Rising Tide Mastermind might be the key to get you to the next level.